Welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh, a place to chow down on topics relevant to writers of all kinds. Hello, and welcome to Marissa's Wicked Word Nosh. I'm Marissa, and I read and I write, and I think about reading and writing. And for over two months now, I've been doing this podcast on various writing-related topics, not in any particular order, which I hope none of you who are listening find frustrating. I don't know. It doesn't seem like any of the podcasts I listen to present topics in a particular order, Although I know there are some that do, so who knows? I'm just grateful to have this chance to explore some topics that interest me in depth, and occasionally to examine why I see or do things in a certain way, as well as how others may go about it. And of course, I'm grateful for you, the listeners, and your feedback. I've been really taking it to heart, and I've said it before, I'll say it again. I really enjoy doing this podcast, but I feel that there's a lot of room for improvement. So any suggestions you have for me, anything you don't like, anything you like and you think is working and you want me to do more of, please keep it coming. I'm really grateful for it. And uh, I am listening and I am trying to adapt it into my shows. So all that having been said, at least about my not sticking to a particular order, as far as topics go, I've decided to make this week's episode part one in a two-part series. After I do part two, I'll probably do an episode on something completely different. So I don't think I'm veering too far off course here. Anyway, I've decided to spend this episode and the next one talking about person. I've seen some questions on Twitter recently about whether it's better or easier to write in first or third person, and it's actually come up a few times in my writing group sessions too. So this week, I'm going to talk about first person, and next week, third person. I'm skipping over second person, at least for now, because, well, I haven't read a lot of stuff written in second person, except for instruction manuals, and I don't spend a lot of time reading instruction manuals. There probably are some people who do and they enjoy it, and if that's your thing, more power to you. I, I love that. Uh, I even took a technical writing class in college, so I'm not knocking it. As far as future topics go, who knows? I might explore it. I don't rule anything out. But as far as fiction writing, I've used both first and third person. My most recent novel, Grown Into It, was written in first person. My protagonist, Wes, is also the narrator. My first novel, Becoming Joshua, and my current work in progress, which has no title yet, and knowing me, it's probably not going to have one for quite a while, is in third person. I don't remember 
at the beginning of any of these projects, considering whether I should write from a first person or a third person point of view. I'm not sure if it's common for writers not to consciously make that decision. I feel like something about my protagonists led me to make that decision without realizing it. And I'm not sure if that's a good thing. After all, who writes these damn things? Them or me? You know? Anyway, getting back to Wes, I think I was comfortable telling things from his perspective. Wes went through some traumatic things in his life, and thankfully, nothing like that's ever happened to me. Maybe it made it easier for me to tell this kind of challenging story that was so different from mine by getting into his head. I think that's what I like most about writing in first person. When I write in third person, I'm always aware of the distance that exists between myself as the writer and the protagonist. I still think a lot about what the character is thinking and feeling, but because I'm not in his or her head, it can be a little too easy sometimes to slip into reporting. Another reason I like writing in first person is that things don't always have to be as they seem. In fact, it's often better if they're not. What I mean by this is just because I'm getting into the main character's head doesn't mean I have to make him or her super trustworthy or super moral or super knowledgeable, even if I value those qualities highly in real life. I found a good quote by Charles Palliser when I was researching this episode. He said, I think every first person narrator in a novel should be compromised. I prefer that word to unreliable, end quote. I think compromised is a good way to put it because I don't want to deceive my readers. I just wanted my protagonist West to be flawed in ways that he wasn't even aware of in some cases so he could grow as a person. I think there are a few times in the novel where it's probably good for the reader to question whether West is capable of growing. In the second half of the novel, he neglects to tell his wife that he went out to meet a guy who beat the crap out of him a few months earlier. And when he finally tells her, they have an argument. It's a big argument, which is rare for them. It's a pivotal scene in the book. And I do remember that when I was writing that scene, I didn't like Wes as much as I do in other parts of the book. And that's why I left it in. I like when I have that reaction about my protagonists. I'm glad they're not perfect. They're nowhere near perfect. And actually, they can be kind of jerky at times. Scenes like that show how far characters like Wes still have to come and what they need to do to grow. As far as drawbacks with first person, the main issue, I think, is that you can get stuck just writing from that character's perspective. You could write a novel where, I don't know, you write one chapter from one character's first person perspective, another chapter from another's point of view, 
but I imagine you'd still run up against the same issue. In other words, if you're writing from character A's point of view, you can't say, for example, quote, character B sighed with relief, end quote. You could probably say, quote, I heard character B sigh and she sure sounded relieved, end quote. But that's about as far as you can go. When I was writing from Wes's perspective, there were a few times when in drafts, Wes said things like, quote, Alex liked that I put my arm around her, end quote. Fortunately, someone in my writing group picked up on that and asked me how Wes could be certain that Alex liked that. And that's a really good question because after all, we do live in the Me Too era. So if you can find things like that in your writing, it's, a good, it's good to think about it and find a way to take it out. Another challenge I've had with first person has been that at times I've wondered whether I should write in past or present tense. There were a few times while I was working on Grown Into It when I wondered when exactly Wes was telling his story. I wanted it to take place in the present, but there were times when it seemed easier to write in the past tense. Sometimes I feel a little strange writing in first person in the present. I guess because it can sound mechanical. For example, compare, quote, I woke up and made myself a much needed cup of coffee, end quote, with, quote, I am getting up, I am making myself a much needed cup of coffee, end quote. Obviously, I was saying those last two lines with dramatic effects to prove a point, but hopefully you can see what I'm getting at. And I'm not saying all writing or even a lot of writing in first person present is like that or has to be like that. I just think it's pretty hard to be able to pull off well. And I don't feel as a writer that I'm there yet. So that's definitely, I would say it's a pitfall um, to watch out for if you're writing in first person or a challenge. So there are a lot of other things that we need to be aware of when we write in first person, whether we've consciously made the decision to do so or not. I found a good article online called Writing in First Person, Four Tricks and Six Pitfalls. And I originally didn't see an author listed, but I discovered this morning that it's actually, or it was actually posted on a blog uh, the name of the writer who does this blog, it looks like, is John Matthew Fox. And this actually looks like it's got a lot of good writing topics on it. So I'm, I'm definitely, I'm going to post a link to this blog in the show notes. I hope you go and you check it out. Not just this article, but a lot of the other ones on there. I'm definitely going to be looking into this blog a lot more. Um, but this particular article on this blog is Writing in First Person, Four Tricks and Six Pitfalls. So some of the tricks uh, or tips for writing in per first person that he suggests are, one, show some attitude. Uh, 
So in other words, give your character a distinctive voice. You can make them funny. You can make them witty. Um, you can even make them somebody like, for example, Holden Caulfield from Catcher on the Rye. That is one of my favorite books of all time. Um, think of somebody like Holden Caulfield. Uh, make their voice distinctive. If you're going to choose first person, don't just make them like dull. Don't, don't make them dull. Uh, give them something distinctive, something unique. Um, the second one, I think I went over this a little bit, highlight your character's self-deception or uh, blind spots. That's another, that's another good tip. Um, figure out your narrator's level of unreliability. That's uh, another one that we kind of went over. Um, again, I don't really like the, the word. I'm, I agree with Charles Palliser there. Um, I, or it's not that I don't really like the word, but I think compromise might be better, but that's definitely something to take into consideration. And then number four on this list of tips or tricks, shine light on more interesting characters. Even though in Grown Into It, I wanted to make Wes a strong character, I also wanted to have a list of very strong supportive characters. So his wife, Alex, uh, is very inspirational. I, I tried to make her that way in a lot of scenes. She's kind of gives, she's kind of the type of person that gives Wes the push he needs at certain critical stages in his life. And I think she's a very interesting character overall. Same thing with Matt Nicolini, who starts off as Wes's rival. Um, I wanted to make him an interesting, kind of colorful character as well. And then there's Lorraine, who is Wes's biological mother. I really tried to make, make her voice and her characteristics very distinctive. So yeah, just because you have a first-person narrator doesn't mean that the rest of the characters in the book have to be dry and um, kind of fade into the background. Quite the opposite. Uh, in this article, he also goes over six dangers to avoid. So this is something I kind of went over already. The reader is trapped with one character. That's definitely something to keep in mind if you want to write something in first person. Make sure your character isn't just yourself. That's another good one. Avoid filter words. This is something that I never really thought about, but this article brought it up and I think it's something to really be cognizant of for sure. Um, you don't want to say, I looked at the, this is my own example. I'm not using the example in the article. I looked at the squirrel running up the tree. Um, just say the squirrel ran up the tree. There's no reason for you if you're, using first person to say, I looked at. You know, cut those extra words out. It's a lot more direct if you just start with the squirrel running up the tree. Um, another danger he says to watch out for, and I think this is a good one. Don't start too many sentences beginning with I. If you're writing from the first person and you say, 
I did this, I said that, I'm really good at this. Not only does it make the writing monotonous, but for me, it's going to turn me off as a reader. Uh, I want my characters, my protagonists, to be flawed. I want to not like them at times, but I don't want to think that they're an egotistical jerk flat out. And if I see too many sentences starting with I, that's going to completely turn me off to the character early on. So definitely, I think that's a good thing to avoid if you're writing in first person. And um, avoid it, be on the lookout for it creeping into your writing. And if you see it, just, just don't do it. Just take it out. This is another really good one he has, number five, too many internal monologues in introspection. So um, Fox says here, get your character outside of his or her head because it's boring to just read uh, introspective thoughts over and over again. Uh, make sure to uh, compliment uh, this type of introspection with a lot of external stuff like action dialogue description my favorite as far as reading and writing is dialogue i love to write dialogue and i think this comes from the fact that and i've never made a secret about this i am just as influenced by television and movie writing as i am by novel writing um i'm not going to go into a discussion of content right now um i do think he definitely has some issues but a big influence on me throughout the years has been quentin tarantino as far as just the writing of dialogue overall i mean obviously some of the dialogue he's put in a lot of his movies has been very controversial um but he does write some great dialogue and that's been a huge influence on me so yeah, um, in a different show, we can talk about some of Tarantino's problems because he definitely has them, but he is a fantastic dialogue writer, and he's been a big influence on me. Um, if you feel more comfortable um, interspersing your character's internal monologues and introspection with action, uh, more so than dialogue, that's fine too, but it's just important to keep in mind um Complement the internal with the external. I think that's what Fox is trying to say. And then uh, the last pitfall he says to watch out for is difficulty of limited point of view. So an example of this would be like you're writing in first person, but your reader really needs to know about something going on in some other part of the world. Um, my current work in progress, which is in third person, um, I'm kind of switching back and forth between San Francisco and Montana slash Idaho. So that's, that's what I thought of when I, when I read, uh, number six, I think that's something to be cognizant of. If you want to, if you want your story to take place in different parts of the world, think, well, do I want to stick to first person or do I want to stick to third person? He also goes over types of first-person writing, so this is something you might want to check out. Um, there's 
not just the singular first person, there's the plural first person. A good example of this would be, I read this novel a few years ago, Joshua Ferris's Then We Came to the End. The narrator in that book is we rather than I. Um, that's interesting. That's something I haven't tried yet. I don't know if I will be trying it anytime soon, but it's definitely something to consider. Um, peripheral first person. This is when the narrator is not the main character. So a good example of this would be Nick Carraway in The Great Gatsby. And then multiple narrator first person is another option. And then he goes over a few other things. He does mention that there's a stigma around writing in the first person. And I, I've heard about this, that first person writing can be seen as more lowbrow than third person. And I don't believe this needs to be the case. I believe something that's written in the first person extremely well, and I'm not saying anything I've written or anything I ever will write will be in that category yet, but I do think that there can be great first person novels that stand on their own against any classical masterpiece written in the third person. I don't think that that lowbrow, highbrow distinction needs to figure into whether something is written in the first or third person. I don't agree with that. So I'm glad he brings that up. I think that's something to consider. And I don't think you should not write in the first person just because you're worried it might be seen as lowbrow. It can be a great book. So if that's what you want to write, go for it. So how do you feel? I'm using second person there, obviously. How do you feel about writing in the first person? What do you find most enjoyable and most challenging about writing from this perspective? Email me at marissadeleforfali at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at marissad13. And if you can take a moment to rate and review me on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, I'd really appreciate it because it'll help more people find out about this podcast. Tune in next week. I'll be exploring the advantages and I don't want to really say disadvantages. I'll say challenges of writing in the third person. And until then, have a great week and keep writing from whichever perspective you find most satisfying. Peace.